Okay. Good morning. Good morning. How was your weekend? Good. Good. It was another weekend, you know. It's Tuesday. What is Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. And this is the POV podcast again, guys. Um, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Shockey Games. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy Tuesday. So, so you guys already know who it is. You know who the guest is. It's Shaka James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> and the question of the day, Shaka James, uh, can a woman turn a man off by being too independent? Oh, that is a good question. Um it depends on the man, right? So, um, gosh, I don't think that a woman can turn a man off. It can just make a man feel lesser. And I mean, as a woman, I believe all women know that men, one aspect that a man needs is to feel like, he's in charge or he's the protector or he's the he he's the go-to in a relationship so if he comes across a woman who's independent it may mess with his I don't know maybe his pride a little bit because you know a man wants a woman to depend on him and wants a woman to you know go to him whenever she needs something, you know, it just makes a man feel like a man. So I can't say that it's a turnoff, but, um, I think that it most definitely could, um, affect the relationship. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, she got everything. Like she got the car, got a house, I mean, because women balling these days now. Yeah, and you know, um, I I really don't know. You know, there are some guys who love that and would you know go into then and you know play that second road and let the the woman you know be played at primary roles. Some guys don't have a problem with that, but a lot of guys do. You know, it's just um, the masculinity and the femininity, the, you know, the, the feminine of the total aspect of a woman, you know, being a woman and a man being a man, you know, there's a standard or, uh, you know, women are put into a category and men are also put into a category and both men and women have roles to play. So, I mean, some men aren't intimidated by a woman, being a woman and playing that man role, you know, some men are okay with it, but some men are not, mm-hmm. you know, I've talked to a couple of people and they was like, you know, I hate a woman who acts like a man, right? but I didn't go any deeper into like just finding out exactly what do you mean by a woman that acts like a man you know now that you've brought it up you know I'm gonna ask like what do you mean is it a woman who you know 
handles her business like a man or does she physically act like a man? I don't know, but I mean, men shouldn't be turned off by a woman who's independent because although men want a woman who will um, depend on them, they really don't want a woman to be dependent on them, right? They want a woman who's able to handle her own and not always rely on them. So, um, men shouldn't be turned off by an independent woman. They should be turned on. I mean, like, like, and that's a good point when you said, like, women are now more masculine now. Well, not all of them, but you can see there's a big, you know, they're playing that masculine role. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're still women, but they're, they're, they're moving through life and society as if, you know... The man. Yeah. And I don't see anything wrong with that, you know? This is a man's world. But it wouldn't be nothing without a woman. Right. Quote, quote, James Brown. (laughs) So, yeah. What is your outlook on it? Have you met any independent women, and how did it make you feel? I mean, I wouldn't say, well, like, she already had a daughter, and she was like, I don't know, like, she would, like, just blame you for stuff, like, for no reason, you know what I'm saying? She would blame you for stuff? Like, stuff like, um, I want to do this, I want to do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, cause money, but I mean, we did it. We just didn't do it right then, you know? Okay, well, hold on, because you're getting off the subject now. What was it? Okay, so this was an independent woman. She had a daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if she was always blaming you for stuff, then that doesn't sound like she was too independent. It sounds like she was maybe depending on you for certain things. I okay. Mean, I mean, it just is like I did those things, and sometimes I did it without uh, without asking her, but it's still like she just came off like it's your fault. And what like, is cheat sheet? Well, we're going to provide you a cheat sheet to help elect progressive you know? down the ballot in all the swings. And if you found look. Like, what is that? Oh, like I was looking, just like a commercial thing. But anyway, also, I want to note that uh, did you find out about um, Nisi Nash being married? Again. Han said it again. You know Niecy Nash. Who's that? Niecy Nash, like she's uh like she's like a celebrity. She's a black woman. Um like she got uh she's on that show called the uh what show she's on? Uh, Reno Sheriff Department. Mm-hmm. She's an actress. I've never heard of her. Saw that show, but what about her? Well, she was. She just got engaged to um, 
to a woman. She got married to a woman. Mm-hmm. And I felt like uh, interesting. Like she was just like divorced in 2019, but with the man. So I was like, hmm. And I noticed, like, noticed, I was like, and one of the comments under that, someone said, notice how every time black women keep making terrible decisions on black men, they either go to the other side or the white side, LL. Right. Right. Well, I... Go ahead. Also, I want to tie that up with being independent. Like, are women just interested in dating like another woman? Do you consider that being independent? I mean, independency and dating a woman are too irrelevant. You can't put those two together. Okay. I don't think. And I mean, like, I've seen that people are not discriminating when it comes to love now. Whether it's with the same sex, black, white, brown, yellow, people are not discriminating. Like, love isn't a want. Love is a necessity that a person needs in their life. And, I mean, if it's not working out, I mean, people are going with what's working for them. They're finding love in, you know, unusual places with, you know, unusual people. And if that's what it takes for them to have that necessity in their life then you know more power to them mm-hmm. you know but I'm starting to see more and more people aren't, aren't discriminating you know they're not finding or searching for love they're letting love come to them in whichever form it comes to them they're taking it right. you know so that's why you're seeing a lot of same sex relationships you know you're seeing more and more women you know with women and I mean, I just saw, I didn't never knew that Raven Simone was gay, you know, oh, until I saw her. True. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that, you know. Uh, so, I mean, it's just whatever floats They're people's both. boats, <laughs> you know. I guess I'm just the type that I just can't, I, I don't have anything against people, same sex, gay, whatever, you know. I mean, it's just because of my spiritual background. I believe that I'll be punished for that. So I'm not here to judge anyone. It's just something that I would never do. Right. So, and if I never find love because I won't do that, then so be it. Mm -hmm. But I know I'm not going to cross that line. I believe there are certain lines that you're not supposed to cross. Right. You know, because there are consequences, and that's just one that I won't cross. But I mean, I don't have any problem. Like my best friend, growing up, he's deceased right now because someone killed him. But I mean, growing up, I mean, this is my best friend. He was gay. I mean, he used to do my hair all the time. We hung out all the time. And um, it wasn't until he got older and he was raped that he you know, came out to be fully gay, started dressing like a woman and everything like that. And he had all his stuff together. He had his things together. And he had won some money one night at the bingo hall. And um, he was walking down the street and someone just ran over him and took his money and everything like that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's so sad. He was only 
25 and um but um like I don't have a problem with gay guys or gay girls I just would never go that route right like how do you feel like okay like man and woman the woman's mostly making the money uh should that basically over overshadow the man no. No. I mean as long as it doesn't it shouldn't matter who's making what, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as that person is making you happy, like as long as you you're vibing together, you're on the same page, it shouldn't matter how much he's making or she's making. You know, there's a video on Facebook of this this girl, she was like, Well, I won't date a gay guy unless he makes three times more as me. Yeah. If he doesn't make three times more than me, then he's broke. I'm like, you know, always constantly looking and searching. Hold on just a second. Always constantly looking and searching for someone who has more money than you and who could benefit you financially isn't going to get you the one thing that you really want, you know, which is love, respect, you know. So, I mean, to each is on, you know, two broke people can, well, not two broke people, but two people that work a nine to five can get together and be happy and, you know, live a comfortable life because they love each other. They're willing to work with each other. And when you're out here and you're looking for, you know, someone who has more than you because you want them to be financially beneficial to you, you're never going to get what you're, you're, what you really want deep down inside. So a lot of people need to start looking at that and stop looking at a person's pockets when making decisions. Right. Right. I feel like, especially, like, I guess B. Simone, like, she can't date a man with a 9 to 5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, I mean, that's life. I mean, life doesn't, you know what I'm saying, doesn't oh, yeah. go according to plan, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, it doesn't. And, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I have many facets of how I make money. I mean, so, just because a person works a nine to five doesn't mean they don't have other goals and alternatives of how they bring in money, right? So I was talking to this guy and he was like, Uh, I do this, I got this, blah blah this, this, that, and the other. And he was like, uh, I don't mind dating a woman with a nine to five. I'm like, <laughs> What does it matter if she works a nine to five or not, as long as she's not depending solely upon you to provide for her needs? If she's working a nine to five and a nine to five is um, in taking care of her, who are you to judge? Like, what are you to where you're looking or downgrading a person who works a nine to five? Right. And it just it just kind of like disgusted me because I'm like, you know, I don't care what you got. You're not too good to date someone who has nine to five. You're telling me that you have this, that and the other. But if you were to date 
um, a nurse. Mm-hmm. You won't want to date a nurse. I don't care if she is a nurse and she works for someone. Like, she's still a nurse. She makes good money. I'm pretty sure yeah. she makes enough money to where she doesn't have to depend on you. Right? Right. right. So, I mean, but that's the society that we live in today. Everybody is um, focused on how a person could be most beneficial to them. I'm not saying that everyone should not be looking for relationships that are not beneficial because if the relationship is not beneficial, it's not going to last at all. You know, right. you want someone who is going to be able to provide and be there for you when you need them. Right. Right. So we should all, we should be looking for the beneficial factors, but our sole decisions and approach should not be beneficial if that makes sense. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like it just everything so basically physical beneficial, not spiritual uh beneficial, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, should be looking at it all around. Like, because um I had went on this date with this guy and it is nice, you know, a very nice guy. Had nice house, nice car, you know, very catering, right? But we start to sit down and have a conversation because me, I like to go deep into conversation. Like, I'm a spiritual person, so, like, I, I like to talk about things like that. And um, so I got into my conversation mode, and he was like, uh, I don't believe in God. So that right there for me was like, you know, I got up out the door so fast after that. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I have no, to go. Didn't. I did. I did. Because you have to have, you have to be on those same levels. You have to have those same, you have to be, a, me, for me, you have to be a God-fearing person. And you have right. to believe. Because the way that I look at it, like, you can't tell me that everything on this earth is the result of the big boom evolution because everything right. is just to put into place to work for one another that it had to be coordinated evolution just because evolution doesn't work that way right right so they say that monkeys evolved into homo sapiens or homo sapiens evolved into cavemen cavemen evolved into people well if that's the case why are there still monkeys you know, right. why are <laughs> it should be no monkeys? All the monkeys should have been evolving to people. And so, but that is an example of evolution, how it works. Evolution isn't perfect. The way that things are on this earth to where it's coordinated to work everything, every little thing down to the worms that are under the dirt is coordinated to benefit the next, the next, the next, and the next. And it's right. too coordinated for someone not to have put it together. So you cannot tell me. And that there is not a God. Right. There's no way. And if you don't believe in that, then most definitely we don't have anything else to waste time on. Right. Like, I totally agree. Everything. It's like they want to date a person, like, not the same, but they want, it's like, I understand, like, um, you're dating somebody, they're going to be complete opposite for his personality, but I feel like for spiritually, we should be on the same wavelength, wavelength, you know? Yeah, most definitely. 
should have some of the similar same belief systems. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't classify myself as uh, a Christian or a Baptist or because like I can't I believe in a different aspect of many different religions. Like I've studied many different religions and I believe in the aspect of each. Um so it doesn't matter what religious background that you come from, as long as you believe that and know that there's a higher power that is has coordinated our lives, then, I mean, we're good. But if you're going to mean you say, oh, no, no, I don't believe mm-hmm. in that, then, I mean, we have a problem. So right. You most definitely want someone who's on the same, you know, frequency or my level as you are or else you're going to have or see yourself constantly you know in debates fussing yeah. and fighting over certain things so yeah but I'm like and then this whole idea with women or with these well I can't say all women but there's this like how you feel about the feminist part of it what you mean? Like, I understand, like, they don't, I mean, I don't know what they, they don't want a man completely, or, like, they hate men, or it's like, do they want the same, I guess, standards as a man? I mean, I mean, what is it? About, I'm not, I'm not sure what you're asking me. As far as, like, a woman being independent. Is that also like around of the femi- feminist thing? Um, I don't think so. I mean, uh, in whose eyes? In a woman's eyes or a man's eyes? As far as a woman's eyes. Okay. And you're asking is her independency in correlation with Femin feminist, yeah. Um, do you know what feminist means? I mean, for what I've seen, it's like, like they just very independent. They basically want to be a man, from what I'm seeing. But they still want to be a woman. But they want to be in charge, like. I don't think they want to be a man. I think that they just want the equality. They want to be seen as equal as among men. And because they're women, they shouldn't be placed as inferior or inferior to men because they're women. So I don't think women are out here trying to be men. They're just fighting for the equality, the equal pay, the equal uh, opportunity to get into positions that men are 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 able to obtain, CEOs, executives, um, things like that. I don't think they're wanting to be men. They're just fighting for their equality. Okay. Yeah. Because I like when I see feminists, it's like they're on this hate man train. I'm like, y'all just hate men, or like. Like, what, I mean, what's going on? <laughs> Do you ever get any answers? Um, no, I mean, like, I do, but it always come, 
comes off as hateful. Like, well, we don't want to be like men. Well, we want to be like... It's like they either hate men or try to be like men, but try to plug in. Like, we want equal pay and equal things and stuff like that. But it's like it comes off like y'all just hate men completely. Like, y'all just... Well, if it's regards to equal pay and positions, then, I mean, they shouldn't be mad at men because it's not men who has a society set up like that. So they should be mad at the society in which they have grown up in um, and take their frustrations out on that because, I mean, it's not the man's fault that the man has opportunity. It's just the way that the society in which we have lived is structured. So, I mean, that's why you still have women fighting for, you know, certain rights and, you know, but I mean, I haven't heard anything about that lately, but, you know, I know that women are, you know, they're moving up in that area. Like they're getting the position to pay, you know, there might be some women out here who are not, and they're still frustrated about it, but they, you know, that's where, you know, you have to educate yourself and protest and, you know, connect with the right people in order to get what it is that you need or you want. You want that pay, you know, you have to discuss that with the people that you're working for. Hey, show them that you're worthy. I don't know. I don't have right. those issues. I'm not trying to be, um, you know, in that competitiveness. I'm not worried about such things of the world. Right. Uh-huh. I worried about those things. But like, say it's like a woman's running a business and she's married to a man. Like, should as far as the nuclear family, should the man should still be in charge, or and if or she's should running, there be some kind of teamwork? I mean, it it depends. Is it her business? Did she start the business? If she started the business, her husband should be there to support her. He should be running the business. He should let her do her thing because it's something that she started, right? If it's something that he started, then he should be in charge. She she should be there to support him. She shouldn't try to go taking over his business and vice versa. Like, who does that? Yeah. So, I mean, they should be there to support each other not try to take over and command each other's work. Yeah. Like people also, people overthink fun. stuff. Like you you uh, you're an overthinker too. <laughs> you're an overthinker. Like you overthink the most simplest things and you make it hard and you don't have to make it hard. And things can be so simple. So simple. Very true. Mm-hmm. And um, also, do you think like you know things such as welfare made the woman very independent to make men think that just because things like that um is became a turnoff? Huh? Say that again. Okay, you know, like things like you know welfare, right? Right. People say like that's like the number one thing that kind of like disturbed the black family in the home because apparently 
that shouldn't, you know, don't need to get that kind of type of help. The man wasn't supposed to be around, right? Mm-hmm. So, do you think, like, systems such as, like, welfare kind of, like, began this independency of how how men view? Well, for one, if a woman is on welfare, she's not independent because she's relying yeah. on the system to provide her life with with those things that she needs. She can't do for herself, right? Now, if you're asking me if the system was set up to where, because when you're on welfare, and I know because I've been on welfare before, okay. when you're on welfare, right, you can't, mm-hmm. your your boyfriend or unless you're married, they can't live in the house with you, right? So if you're asking me if I think the system was set up to keep that, um, that unity of yeah. a man and a woman together, especially among the black people. Yeah, I do. I think okay. it was structured and set up like they just like everything else was structured and set up to keep us at bay. Like, um, because I mean, why else? What does a man living with you have to do anything with welfare, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you have a man and you're on welfare, you're working, he's working. I mean, what what's the problem? Why can't they be in the house with you? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I've I used to ask myself that question too. You know, so I mean, just how you think about it, you know. Yeah. Wow, like And then what do you think also our music are that also, you know, sings and talks about being a woman, being independent? Is it they singing the right type of tune or is it valid? Give me an example of a song. Man, it's tons of them. Like... Like I N D E P E N D E N T. Do you know what that means? That means <laughs> that. Well, for example, that um, I mean, that's just somebody praising an independent woman. I don't see anything wrong with that. All right. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's giving a shout out. I don't see nothing wrong with that. Yeah, okay. What about Oprah? What about Oprah? Oprah is like CEO. She's a woman. Uh, she gives uh, marriage advice, but not, she's not even married. I mean... <laughs> yeah. You're going to give me an Oprah. Oprah, Oprah. That's um I never started paying attention to Oprah until this year. Um, always knew about her, but I never like started to read about her or try to dig into her life until this year. Um Oprah is a pretty amazing woman. You know, yeah. she's very independent. She's built her her empire just based off of her and the team of people that she has around her. Um 
Do I agree with her giving marriage advice when she's not married? No, because, I mean, she's been with, I believe his name is Statman for many, many years. And she's never married him. And there's a, a underlying reason in the issue within her, the reason why she hasn't gotten married. Maybe it's because she doesn't want him to have access to her her piece of the, the, her pie. Or maybe it's something else. I don't know. But um, <clears throat> I don't think she should be giving marriage advice, especially if she's never been married. So. Right, but she gives good advice, you know. <laughs> but she does. Yeah, she gives good advice. She does. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, well, I'm out of questions, you know, because you are an independent woman, you know. Yeah, I am. Yeah, but in the big but independent like, sucks, you know. It it does. You I want someone so. you can fall back on. So, you know. Yeah. But it is what it is. I mean, how long you been independent? I've been, well, for a long time. A long time. Okay, too long. A long time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. I've, you know, I had to grow up quick. You know, because um, my mom was on drugs real bad. I had brothers and sisters um, who I had to take care of at a young age. And um, so I've always had that independency. So, you know, I'm able to, whether I'm with someone or not, you know, I can, I can, I, I can do what I got to do, so. You know, but it just sucks because, you know, you want someone to fall back on sometimes, sometimes you want someone to be there when you when when you, you know, you can't keep your head up, you know, but hey. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> do what you got to do, right? Right. So, yeah. So, all right, guys, like, and thank you, uh, Shaka James, again. I don't know why you are always about to call me Shaka Games. <laughs> all the time, I be hearing you. <laughs> you, you'll be about to say Shaka Games. And I, <laughs> that is so funny. I'd be like, but Shaka before we go, Shaka. like, I noticed that, um, are focused on two things and that's a woman with kids mm-hmm. and something else what else you always mention you always bring up but anyway just a woman with kids you can tell that that's something that affects you and if it does like just don't date a woman with kids okay I mean, um, it doesn't it doesn't totally affect me but it's like Cause like I was born like like my mom well my grand and my granddad like he met my grandmother she already had kids and then dating being with my mom like she dates people 
and like she like she lets him know that hey I got two kids you know what I'm saying so it's always been this little you know I've seen how my granddad handled with my uh, grandmother having two kids but maybe that's something that you don't want you know, even though you've grown up around it, maybe it's something that you don't want. Maybe you're the type of man who wants who wants all of the attention focused on you. And you know, if a woman has kids, then her attention can't be one hundred focused on you because she has other people who needs her love and her affection. Like for me, that's the type of person that you come across because you have you're always talking about it as if it's a problem. And you've actually expressed that you, you know, you second guess the thought of dating a woman with kids, right? No, I just understand that life, even though that's my preference, I know life be like, uh, you're going to have a kid. Like, you won't have a woman, but she may have kids. And which I'm uh, acceptable with that. I can accept that. It's just that. I just want, I want to be ready for that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to, you know, date and I'm unprepared. You know what I'm saying? But how, how could you prepare yourself for something like that? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just look at it as financially, you know what I'm saying? That financial part, you know? And that's your problem. You're always looking. That's the other thing. <laughs> always looking at the financial aspect of it. Like, you have to stop that. You have to. That is... like you're putting yourself into the, the social norm of I need money. I need a person to have money. You know, how do you know that th- this person isn't going to accept you with your 9 to 5? Like, what makes you think you have to have all the money in the world to be with someone? Unless you're trying to compensate for something that you're lacking in, I can understand. But, I mean, if you're not lacking in anything, why do you have to compensate it with money? Right? Right. That's true. So, I mean, what is it that you're lacking that you feel like you need money to make up for it? Um, I mean, I guess I don't know. You know, but we'll say that for another another time. Yeah, we'll say that yeah. for another discussion. Because <laughs> <laughs> I need to, I need to get underneath your skin. I need to find out what it is. I want to know. Oh my god! I have a good idea, but I want it. I want to hear it come out of your mouth. Okay, you see, you see what she's trying to do, folks. She's trying to get on the host skin of the host. <laughs> get on the okay. Yeah, I'm most definitely I'm gonna next podcast. Okay, guys, um, it's been real. Shocker James, thank you for another one. Most definitely, it was a pleasure, and until next time. Peace. All right. Peace out, people. Hey, what's going on, Danny? Nothing much. How you doing today? Good, good. Y'all, this is Danny, y'all.
And we are on the Independent PLB Podcast. This is pretty awesome and different. Yeah, very different. Very simpler, too. Yes, I definitely <laughs> So, Danny, uh, please introduce yourself, please. Hey, everybody. Because I am a financial coach, but overall, um, I think most people need mentors in life, so I try to coach people through health a healthy lifestyle financially through fitness and mental. Okay, okay. So are you like a retired veteran or? Uh, Yes, I'm an Air Force vet. I was in the Air Force for about three years. I was military police or in the Air Force is called security forces. Um, And I got out in 2010 and just been grinding since. Okay, okay, okay. Um, are you in film? Or are you doing something in the film industry? Or what other industry are you in? So let me tell you a little bit about my story with film. Um, my experience, like when it comes to the film industry, is I did work on a couple big shows out here. I think one of the shows most people know of, or at least Black people, is The Game. Oh. I worked on about season seven of that. The short version is when I worked on the game, it was pretty awesome. Worked on another show. And then what I realized is that there were like the the way that the industry worked, the commitment, the working for three, four months and then unemployed for a few months. Around that same time, I lost my brother and I did not want to commit to 14 16 hour days and also missing out on family so I went back to school to study finance and that's kind of just been my thing now I do have a friend I do have friends right now they're trying to get me back in the industry so I'm trying to figure out how that's going to work one of them is actually a director out here in Atlanta he has a project he's working on he really wants me to work with him so I may get back into producing here real soon um, and just see how that works for me Okay, okay. Yeah, cause I see like this picture of you. You just like kneeling with two pistols and yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, around that time back then. So I, when I moved to Atlanta, I really moved here to work in the film industry. Um, that was I was like, if I'm down to my last dollar, it's gonna happen. So when I worked on the game, believe it or not. I moved here. I was like, I'm going to go off all my savings. And I started cold calling, cold emailing, reaching out to any and everybody that you can think of in the film industry. I was calling people's agents. I remember uh, Ant-Man was being shot here. Called Angelina Angelina Jolie's agent. Like I was like, I'm going to get this opportunity. And then believe it or not, um, this producer at the time, he had called me because of my grind and then made me his uh, personal assistant. So that role, I learned a lot. It wasn't really a high demand role, but what I saw and witnessed, I learned a lot. And that's part of the reason why I got out in the industry, out of the industry, because with that much information, I was just like, I can do it myself. Okay. So are you interested in, in like, what kind of like genre was you interested in? What got me interested in film is action. I love action films. 
But when I uh-huh. typically sit down and write, even though I really hate writing, and that's another thing is I'm I'm pretty creative when it comes to that. I just don't enjoy it. Um, but I love action right. films, would want to do more action films, but I tend to write a lot of dark th- like thrillers. That's what I tend to write because everything that I did put my hands on in the past for my own personal projects and others, it had to have some kind of message. And that's why I like the film industry is because um, the amount of emotions that you go through when you watch a film, believe it or not, you can watch a film and you can smell it, you can taste it, you can feel it. And even though you might not necessarily be able to do it in real life, it's how it's shot. It's shot like real film, great films are shot to where you experience emotion. So I tend to write a lot of thrillers because I feel like that's where you feel a lot of your emotions more than anything. And they typically cause you to think a lot more. Okay. Okay. So like, what's your um, favorite top five um, action movies? Ooh, you put me on the side. I can't think like that that fast. Um, (laughs) I think when it comes to a lot of things, I don't like having to be stuck to a certain amount, but I will tell you um, what what action film kind of really got me interested in action, or just in the movie, uh, the movie industry in general? And it, it was um, what's that movie? I can't think right now. Um, Die Hard. When I saw Die Hard when I was younger, and um, which one? The the first one when I when I saw the first one and I saw cars flipping and everything. I was like, this is not real life. We're watching literally a moving picture, but they have cars flipping and people aren't really dying in real life. How do they do that? So that's when I started to learn a lot about the industry. Now, I am biased. I'm going to like any female action film generally. Love Colombiana. Um, Just Kill Bill. I do love Tarantino. Um, That's a feet lover. You said what? I said that's a feet lover. That boy, that man loves him. Really? He's he has a foot fetish. Yeah, yeah. You, it's in it's in his films. Really? I've never paid attention yeah. to that. You never pay attention. Wow. To that? <laughs> so it's his signature feet. Yeah, yeah. That's his one. Of his sing, signature shots. It's oh, I did not know that. That's crazy. <laughs> I just learned something new. But yeah, I mean Tarantino's dope. Um. I mean, I like good action. To be honest, I could name I could name all action films literally, as long as they have a good script attached. But that's something I can think of off top of the dome. Okay, what do you think about uh, John Wick? Um, I haven't seen the last John Wick. John Wick, but the um, I think it isn't the last one three. Yeah, with Holly Berry. I definitely saw the first uh, first two, and John Wick is definitely um, well done. Okay. Like, I really love John Wick. The action, the choreography with the action, yeah, they sold that movie. And then the crazy part about John Wick is they kind of built an action around, like, around um, dogs, like animals. And yeah. when it comes to film, believe it or not, animals actually sell really well. But they yeah. built, like, kind of a storyline like outside of or off of the love of an animal I think that was that was kind of brilliant from a producing aspect and also writing okay 
So, um, what you think about? What's your point of view of your boy Chadwick passing? Um, <clears throat> so I'm sad. Obviously, um, I have different views as as far as like everything is going on. I can't talk right now. I don't know why. Um, but it's obviously sad, and I hate the fact that so many people are already trying to replace him and whatnot. I've been following Chadwick since Lincoln Heights. I think he was in like the last two seasons of Lincoln Heights. Knew that he was a great actor then. And then just I saw every film after that. I liked 42 because he was actually in there with one of my favorite actresses, which is Nicole Bahari. Um, So he's just the fact that he was able to um, play so many different roles. The guy was talented. Um, and then also my one of my closest like guy friends, he was actually Chadwick's double um, in Panther oh. and Endgame and all of that. And he actually worked on the last film that he did, the Spike Lee film. So that was kind of how I lived okay. indirectly. Um, th- uh, lived through I lived through him with Chadwick. So okay, so. So where's your uh status? Like you single? <laughs> you married? What's going on? Uh man, I expect that one right there. <laughs> Let's just say I am I am in a situation right now. Okay. With hope. So is it entanglement? No, nah, I wouldn't even say an entanglement. It's just, you know, you get to know a person and you just hope the best. So I'm just hoping you know, this person is what I want. Okay. Are you bi or? Dang, we asked him. Wait, what is this podcast about? We asked sexuality and everything. <laughs> I was asking. I was asking. You don't have to answer. <laughs> are you familiar with the Kenzie scale? No. That's something new. Okay. Actually, it's not Kenzie. I uh, can't think of his name, Kenzie. But if you look up the Kenzie scale, and this is how I'm going to answer the question. Um, if you look up the Kinsey scale and how it exp- explains uh, mm-hmm. sexuality, um, then I'm right within the middle of that scale. Okay. Okay. So where you are politically? Um, I'm going to say I'm an independent, but I'm not. I, I just don't believe in um, conforming to one political... Um, group because um, I think po- my I guess the best way to answer that is when it comes to politics uh, yeah. the main thing I believe in and will always vote for or not vote for is going to always be in the favor of black people and black economic progress okay. so if no one speaking that way and delivering policies that way then I have no interest okay So, what do you think about WAP? Um, I mean, just kind of like... It's I'm talking like, about wealth and power, not, <laughs> not part of I was power. like, wait a minute now. <laughs> I think we have a black man, you know, talking about the same thing now. Um, <laughs> but you said wealth empowerment. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, I think, to be honest, this is this kind of what I think. I think everybody should achieve wealth. I think black people are probably some of the most gifted people to probably um, achieve it a lot faster 
and a lot more if we tapped into our wealth and not necessarily finances, but wealth comes from in different forms as far as talent, thinking ability, um, you know, community. That's one thing we don't have is community. So, so many different areas. And then when you look at just the market alone, like stock, we say we got to buy black, we got to buy a lot of black businesses, but just think, and this is just me thinking off the dome, just think of a lot more uh, black people put their money into assets, right? Um, or even paper assets, different type of assets. And it, we went in it as a group. That's already a new business, whether it, say, for instance, if it was Walmart and black people own 50% of uh, Walmart stock, we can, or 51%, that just became a black owned business or at least majority black owned business. So in so many different ways um, for us to gain wealth, it's just, we have to be open and not fearful of opportunities. So I think everybody should definitely at the very, from a, on a minimal aspect, is should be trying to do some type of wealth planning for their family so that their kids can grow up and literally do whatever they want and not do what they need to just to earn a check. Okay. So also, what do you make of like the pandemics, the pandemic we're in, the riot, the looting, like what's your point of view? Um, so the pandemic, you know, you don't really know what to believe uh, nowadays. I don't really get into too many theories because at the end of the day, if say for instance, if the government was lying to us, I can't do anything about it, you know? Um, But I do personally know people that has been affected with the virus, um, people that actually have had it. So it's definitely forcing us to um, take health a lot more serious. Um, I do like the aspect of it's teaching us how to have fun different, which is with nature and different things like that. Um, I think there are risky aspects like this weekend is holiday weekend. People are going out club and people are tired of it. Right. Um, and there's still people are still getting affected that way. So it's like whatever you can control, control it, you know, as best as you can by still living. But hopefully I don't definitely don't want them to put anything in my, no, what do you put no virus in my system just for um, a cure all be all like, nah, I just feel like if you start eating the way you should and just taking care of your health, um, I think, you know, you could be fine. Um, And as far as you said, you said the pandemic and what else was it? Uh, the writing, the looting. Oh, the writing and looting. Um, you know, it's so a lot of different views on that too. Um, the writing and looting. I mean, I'm not going out there writing or looting. So these people are brave to do that, and I think crazy as well because if you're gonna ride and loot, um, you know, the saying it's like we're doing it in our own community, whether we own it or own the businesses or not you know, it's still going to be places that we typically live or maybe we don't live. Right. But then you go in and you go steal from, let's say, uh, what is a popular brand? Let's say coach, for instance, you go and go steal from coach, you loot from coach, coach. You're doing it because technically you're supposed to be mad and you're tired of white people treating us this way. But then yet you still go out and wear their stuff that you just stole and still giving them free marketing and advertising. So I think it's a huge contradiction to say you're angry and doing all this and that, 
in reality just to get free stuff. So if you just burnt, like they got went, I'm not saying they should do this, but I'm just saying that to make it less of a contradiction, if you went and started writing and looting a, a brand, a very popular brand, and you just burned it, that's a lot more powerful than you're just going you just going in there stealing it just to go back and give them free advertisement. That makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's it's I have mixed mixed views on it, but ultimately um i think we should also stand up and standing up for what we believe in is not just going to be solved by rioting because we already seen so many riots right now and it hasn't changed a damn thing i don't know if i'm supposed to curse but it hasn't changed anything (laughs) (laughs) you know so clearly if that's not a stronger solution okay so as a former police officer because you was like a police right yeah so, defund the police. What's your point of view? On defunding the police? Yeah. Um, well, I guess you have to look at when you say defunding, what exactly does that mean? Because where was the money going in the first place? So, when we hear them saying that, we first need to know where the money was going. Um, and I think that's the one thing that we don't know. Um, was it going just for new police officers? Was it going for police equipment? You know, what was it going towards? And then when you say defund, what was it taken away from? Because my experience as a police officer, we we were taught what's called a use of force model. And I'm pretty sure civilians are taught the same thing on applying a proper force. Problem with a lot of cops these days, or what we're at least seeing on, that's captured on videos, that they're, they are not following that model. But then on top of following that model, as a cop, you're also giving, given other means of force, meaning like you can have a baton, you have um, the taser. We even had like certain guns that may have um, fake rounds in it, like different things like that. So there's so many different ways around versus just killing. Okay, right? so there's levels to it. It's, it's definitely levels to it. So so when we hear defund the police, what exactly does that mean? Because anything you hear in the media, it sounds great, but what is what is the actual breakdown? You know? Right. Also, um, this whole online thing, we go, we going, we got social media, that's online. Now we got online dating. Now everybody's working online. What do you make of it? Make of all that? So are you saying like just a social community, social online community in general? Yeah, like we online for Facebook, social media. Now we online dating and now everybody's shifting over to online at work. Like we doing our work online now. Mm-hmm. What's your point of view of that? So as you can see, I'm going to be a very open person. Um, and I'm going to say it depends a lot because I'm a type of person that when it comes to my opinion, it's only mine. But then at the same time, there's two, like, what they say is three sides to the story. Um, but when it comes to online, there are a lot of great benefits to it. Like you and I were connected on um, Facebook. I didn't know you um, prior to this. Actually, I'm still getting, you know, still don't know you, right? Um, right. So it allows us to connect with people a lot faster. Um, yeah. Even with online dating, um, I think because there are so many opportunities out here, um, it's easy for someone to not be invested one, into one person. 
you know, um, because they know that they can go on an online website and meet another person easily. Because when you're in Atlanta, like, look at Atlanta, you know, it's millions of people around here. So if somebody don't work out, you don't, you don't have to invest in really trying to get to know them. It's like one thing is wrong. And now you don't have any interest in a person. Um, so, but I think in a bigger thing is that when it comes to online is that we are disconnecting from our senses. And I think one of the most powerful senses, even though some people would say not a sense, is energy. And the fact, like, and the fact that we can feel um, people's emotions without them necessarily having to tell a certain thing. Like me, I'm going to be a little old school. I want to talk to a person on the phone, want to hear when things are going wrong, when they are happy. I want to be able to feel all of that in their tone. You know, that's why texting should have came first and then the phone second, right? Right. I want to be able to understand all of that just through the phone, right? It's more so even person. Um, but then when you look at a lot of stuff that's happening in the world now with phones, I feel because of how we communicate right now, we are losing that sense because there's been countless times where people have been in trouble. They've been hurt, like they're getting jumped, all kinds of evil stuff. I mean, I was, I remember I was in a situation when I was younger and I sought out for help and, you know, people were kind of in their own zones, literally like the matrix. So people are so blinded to connecting with other people's emotions because every like nobody knows how to communicate anymore. You know, like I gotta say LOL for you to understand I'm joking. You right. know, that shit it shouldn't have to be that way. Right. Man, wow. Danny, like Danny Smart, y'all. Like I've been following her on Facebook for me. Like, I'm like, dang, this chick is <laughs> She's not woke. She's very aware. I Thank can't give you. It a woke t- I can't give <laughs> that woke title. Like, nah. Also, Thank you. Um, probably this is probably my last question. We'll end it. Um, your boy, you know, Washington, um, Denzel Washington's uh, son. Mm-hmm. Right, John David Washington. Like, did you see Tenant? Yeah. You say John, John David Washington. What about him? Yeah, like, do you see the movie Tenet? Mm-mm. Somebody asked me that the other day, but I haven't watched it. Okay, like, I saw news that he's trying to be, like, the new Green Lantern. Is that mm-hmm. a yay or nay for you? Um, I I think yay. I haven't seen Tenet, but I did see Ballers. Okay. Um, and I really like the character that he plays. I'm pretty sure it's probably a different character. I think he was in something else that I've seen. Um, I, I really like the character that he plays in Ballers because he plays like a goofy, um, you know, football player that, you know, I think he he gives off the stere- the stereotype of a football player, um, a successful football player, definitely better than the game. I will say that. Um, from Ballers, so um. The different uh, range, a little bit of range that I've seen him as an actor, I think, you know, he would do a good job doing that. And he's, a, he's an attractive black man. So who wouldn't want that? Right. Also, one last question. Um, uh, where, um, what's your view on feminism? My view on feminism as far as what? Because, you know, in anything, there is levels to it. Right. 
I mean, what's your stance? I mean, like, you hear, like, it's toxic masculinity. They saying women, like, are not equal. I mean, you see fem- feminism. What's your point of view? What are you seeing? I think equality has to have balance, right? And that's what the word equality stands for. But I think we need to understand what that balance is. There are going to be certain situations where it sucks. Like, let's go for sports, for instance. Um why could women play the same sport as men? Like, let's use fighting, for instance. Women can get knocked out, too. Granted, it's not a lot of women fighters, and it's probably because it's not a lot of um, advertisement towards that, and also a lot of women don't want to be hit in the face. But let's just say, for instance, women boxing was as big as male boxing, or that was it was the same amount of fighters. Um, women aren't going to get much... Um, marketing and advertising and just interest for women boxing versus male boxing right but it's the same sport it's the same amount of energy everything and then it's the it's the sport where you hit people in the face they react they either get knocked out or they hit back right right um so in a sense like that why can't something like that be equal granted you look at gender as well not a lot of women boxing right now but just say for instance if we grew up knowing that that was an option Especially like in Russia, I think Russians is something that they're open to at a young age because that's their sport, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's going to be situations where, like, if we had a job and it's a more blue collar type job, and if you're a man, you know, me being a woman, you're going to be a lot stronger than me. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't expect to do the exact same thing. You know, there's just because bi- biology wise, right? Right. I cannot lift as much as you can. Right. So there's going to be levels to that, right? But then when you look at majority of the billionaires, as you see more mass male billionaires than there are women, it's just like when it comes to certain things, all there really is is risk and taking a chance and money. So I know that's a loaded answer, yeah. but, but it goes back to it depending on what it is. Um, what do you, how because do you- as a woman, I don't expect to do everything that a, male, a man does. Right. How do you feel about transgender women, like a man playing in women's sports? Uh, <laughs> so, again, <laughs> I, I try like, not, I really try not. Wig, you know what I'm saying? You so I really try not <laughs> <killing> to, <our> records. <laughs> right. So I really try this literally I have a certain things I think I need to think a lot more on and do research on to have a legit opinion. Cause I really one thing about me is I don't get too many opinions if I don't know a lot. But let's just say for instance off what I know, right? Right. Uh, and it is a transgender and you know, me learning about different pronouns and yeah, uh, that's crazy. Different that's pronouns crazy. and different ways that people want to identify. I am a firm believer in live the life you want to live. I should not be able to tell you how to be that person. Right. It's just one of your responsibilities is, is that um, because of how society is and society is changing, you should not expect me to know, but expect me to at least get the opportunity to understand, right? Right. Um, but biology still is what biology is and i'm not gonna say whether you were born like you know whether you were born a male or female i'm not gonna go off of that but your body is gonna be born a lot different than mine to where you're gonna be able to do certain things that i can't do 
because what what I always tell people, one of the things that me being born a woman or female, that's how I choose to identify. I have, I don't have to wear heels and dresses to identify as a woman. I am very a woman and what I would wear. But then that one time a month, I have my menstrual cycle. 